Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, October the 16th, 2022. This service was recorded on October 9th, the 18th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lecture is Brandy Nieder. Thank you to Reverend Paul Tobiasen and Jeanette for sponsoring this week's broadcast in memory of Benny Tobiasen. Thank you for joining us today. We begin our time in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us and for his sake. God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. With the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. Amen. 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 Glory to God in the high. 
highest, the highest, and peace to God's people on earth. Glory to God in the highest, the highest, and peace to God's people on earth. Will you share with me in the prayer of the days as printed in your celebrate insert? Almighty and most merciful God, your bountiful goodness fills all creation. Keep us safe from all that may hurt us, that whole and well in body and spirit we may with grateful hearts accomplish all that you would have us do. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Let us receive God's word. Good morning. The first reading is from 2 Kings, chapter 5, verses 1 through 3, 7 through 15c, with the following preface. Naaman, a Syrian general, suffers from leprosy. In this passage, Elijah miraculously cures his illness, but only after Naaman realizes, with the help of his servants, that he also needs healing for his pride. This foreign general that acknowledges the sovereignty of the God of Israel. The reading. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favor with his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans on one of their raids had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give death or life that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elijah, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me, that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elijah's house. Elijah sent a messenger to him, saying, Go, wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away, saying, I thought that for me he would surely come out, and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in a rage. But his servants approached and said to him, Father, the prophet had commanded you to do something, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was, Wash and be clean? So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan. According to the word of the man of God, his flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company. He came and stood before him and said, 
Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 through 15, with the following preface. Though Paul is chained as a prisoner, the word of God is never shackled or confined. Timothy is encouraged to proclaim that word of freedom in an honest and upright life, as well as in his teaching and preaching. The reading from 2 Timothy. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Jesus Christ, with eternal glory. The saying is sure. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, He remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good, but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. The word of the Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered the village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them to be found to return to give praise to God except for this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We have been on this year of C. So that all the churches, uh, all of the main denomination congregations, the, the Catholic Church, the Lutheran Church, the Presbyterian Church, the United Methodist Church, the UCC Church, all the churches prescribe to the same revised lectionary that we're all reading the same scriptures this morning, both in the northern hemisphere of the world and the southern hemisphere. And so in this year of C, we spend a lot of time taking a look at Luke's gospel. And soon we'll come to the end of our church year, for we're at the 18th Sunday after Pentecost, and when we get to the 24th, all of a sudden we find ourselves at the Reformation and... um, moving into a new church year, in which now we'll switch to year A and looking at Matthew. But I'm taken back by Luke's gospel because in chapter 17, we're talking a lot about faith. 
We're talking about the faithfulness of God, not only for the people of Israel, but also the people who are not a part of Abraham's descendants. Samaritans we are hearing, and Syrians and Armenians. And so last week we heard from chapter 17 in Luke's Gospel, the apostles calling out to Jesus and saying, increase our faith, as if the size of our faith has something to do with our faithfulness to God. Exercising our faith, we learned, is more important than the size of our faith. That in our baptism we were stirred and that the seeds of faith were planted in there. And so we, we nurture that gift of faith through our commonality in our love for Jesus. And exercising our faith has a power to do the unthinkable, to do the impossible. When we put our faith in God, we see possibilities. In this week's Old Testament text in 2 Kings that Brandy read, we see firsthand how exercising one's faith can impact others to find their faith in God. To find their faith in God. We saw it with Naaman, or Naaman. And so what captures my imagination with today's reading in the Old Testament is the young girl. We don't know much about the young girl. But we do know this much that we can gather from the scripture. One, she's young. Second, she has been taken captive. The Armenians, the King Aram, who is living in the land of Syria, has been out raiding villages in Israel. And in doing so, capturing people. Captured this young girl. Let's just say young, being maybe eight, ten years of age. We don't know that for sure. I'm kind of using my biblical imagination to kind of put a picture of what this person looks like. And they've been taken from their homeland. Maybe dad has been killed. And mom has no idea if there are other siblings. And they're in a strange, she's in a strange place. And she's there serving Naaman's wife. Now he's a commander. He's like second in command just under the king. And, and under his authority, he has been beating down the people of Israel and taking on land and possession and confusing the Israelites. And so she's been there caring for his wife, maybe tending to the things during the day that need to be tended to, maybe putting food on the table, and spending a lot of time with Naaman or Naaman's wife. And I, I picture the conversations that are taking place and where his wife is sharing how it is so hard for Naaman to continue to do what it is that he does because he has this terrible skin disease. And it's, it's eating him inch by inch. Right now it is not to a position where it has the stigma in which he has to be removed from society. Like the ten lepers who called out to Jesus had to keep their distance. Maybe this disease hasn't progressed but it's not a good prognosis. 
He knows at some point he's going to be shunned. At some point he's going to begin losing his limbs. At some point it will take his life. Having compassion. This young girl having compassion and seeing the gift in others suggests to his wife, if only my Lord, the one that she served, showing respect, name him. What? If only he were in the presence of the prophet of Israel who speaks to God, he would be cured. And she says it in such a way, it is a faith-filled statement that somehow jars Naaman's wife. And she shares this with Naaman. Now, we didn't read verses 4, 5, and 6, but what you need to know is that this has turned into a diplomatic event because Naaman is like, wow, I have this possible cure. And it's going to be through Elijah, who happens to be traveling through Samaria, just south of where they are, through this prophet of the God of Israel, can bring healing. The young girl said this is possible, and I believe her, because I see the faith that she lives, a genuine gift of faith. And so he shares this with Aram, the king, and the king writes a letter. He writes a letter to the king of Israel. And he loads up with gold and silver and garments, and he's going to buy his cure. He's going to do this by going to Elijah. But makes no mention of Elijah, makes no mention of the young girl, keeping the focus simply on cure for leprosy. And the king of Israel receives this letter that comes, and he says, Who am I? And tearing his clothing, who am I? to give life or to save life. And he rips his clothing because he is in fear. He is in fear for his country that King Aram is drawing him into a quarrel, into a war to end all wars. The king doesn't even think about the prophet Elijah. Now remember, all of this starts with the young girl's faith. Her faith will change the course of Naaman's life and his faith in the living God, but it will not come easy. In reaching this climax and remembering this began from the young girl's faith, spoke to Naaman's wife, coming to him indirectly that God, through the prophet Elijah, can cure him. And so word traveled fast of this healing request and of the king's tearing of his garments, and Elijah goes, why do you go about tearing your garments? Why do you not have faith? Let him come to me. Let him come to my house. And he will see that there is a prophet in Israel whom God speaks to, whom God can heal. And so Naaman shows up with his chariot and with some of his armament and he has the gold and the silver and the garments and he's ready to be healed. He pulls up to the door and what does Elijah do? But he sends his messenger out to him. I want you to go to the river Jordan and I want you to bathe. I want you to wash seven times, submerging yourself into this river. And Naaman is, um, he is enraged 
why can't this prophet, the God of Israel, come out and wave his hands over my sores and call out to the God to heal them? Why must I go to the Jordan River, which is muddy, dirty? If I were to take you to the Holy Land, you would look at the Jordan River and you'd say, ooh, Jesus was baptized in that kind of a river? It is muddy. It is dirty. Why couldn't I go to Albania or far, far? Why couldn't I wash in those clear waters? And what's interesting is the servants who are serving Naaman say, Lord, Master, if he had asked you to do something difficult, you would have done it. But he's simply saying, go and bathe. And what's the interesting thing about bathing as we think about us washing ourselves clean? But through the baptism, through the gift of our baptism, something changes. Was it the faith of those servants? Was it their compassion for their master, their Lord? But whatever happens, Naaman's heart changes and he goes and he washes and he is made clean. He is made clean. His hands are as soft as young hands. And what does he do? But he proclaims that God has done this and that the only God of the earth is the God of Israel. And we can see him singing, How great are your works, O Lord! I ponder all who take delight in them. Majesty and splendor, mark your deeds and your righteousness endures forever. And here the young girl had it all along. Her faith, her faith made all the difference in the world. And in the end, Naaman proclaimed God's greatness, yes, through the healing, but I believe through faith found in this young captive girl that led him to discover a living God, a living, caring, faithful God. Are there times that we haven't enough faith, but we rely on others' faith to rediscover and find God for the first time? This young girl's faith was more than enough faith to bring about change, and ultimately for Naaman, who had a change in heart. In 2 Timothy, we read, while we may remain faithless like the Israel king, who didn't even see that God, through God, all things are possible, that God remains faithful, that God chooses life, life not only for the descendants of Abraham, but for all people, including the Gentiles, the foreigners, the least, the last, the lost. If God can do all this for them, is not God for us? Naaman, like Lazarus, was resurrected into the gift of salvation. What appeared to be dead or dying was made new. His skin was restored to youthfulness. Yes, we were told how faith of a young girl made the healing possible. She saw the possibility with God, while others thought it was impossible. To further reflect on uh, one day, Naaman, like the young girl, will die as we all will do to this life. But God has one more surprise for us. The impossible made possible. The gift of the resurrection found in Jesus Christ also found in us. For when we were baptized, we were baptized into Christ's death and resurrection. That we have the healing power of God's love to forgive our sins and draw us 
into the promise of God's everlasting life. Whatever is it that we are facing in this life, God goes with us, never to leave us nor forsake us. Jesus' words in our gospel, your faith has made you well. It is a gift that God has given each of us. All we need to do is to stir that faith within us, trust and move out into faithfulness. For faith is the beginning and God can even overcome disease and death. For this is God's promise. And it is hard for us to hold on to that without the gift of faithfulness that's been planted in each of us and stirred by the Holy Spirit. For we have been sealed and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Amen. Let us share the faith our faith as found in the Apostles' Creed. And I invite you to, to rise, and you'll find us on page 105 or the back of your hymnal. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In gratitude and humility, let us join together in the prayer in prayer on behalf of all of God's creation. You'll find this on the back of your bulletin insert creation. Gracious God, we give you thanks for bishops, pastors, deacons, church leaders, inspired leaders of the church to proclaim your mighty deeds that your saving faith may be known to all. Hear us, O God. Majestic God, we give you thanks for land and water, seed time and harvest. Break down barriers we construct between ourselves and the rest of your creation. Bring renewal and restoration to places affected by pollution and deforestation. Hear us, O oh God. Mighty God, we give you thanks for those in our community, nation, and world who work for justice and peace. Guide those who govern to act on behalf of those marginalized. Hear us, O oh God. Merciful God, we give you thanks that you hear the cries of those in need. Restore to community those who are stigmatized by illness, feel rejected, or who live in isolation, and send healing to those who suffer. Lord, we lift before you those who seek your prayers of healing. We lift before you Carol, Marilyn, Teresa, Henry, Kalinda, Gwen, Sandy, Charles, Sherry, Eric, Klein, Barb, Andreessen's brother-in-law. Hear us, O oh God. Faithful God, we give you thanks for the healing ministries of this congregation. Equip those to, who visit and care and pray for the sick. Especially we lift before you our Stephen ministers and our communion assistants. Give insight to doctors and nurses, home health aides, and all practitioners of medical arts. Hear us, O oh God. Hear us, 
Eternal God, we give you thanks for your faithful people who have gone before us to your glory. Renew our trust in our eternal promises of mercy, redemption, and new life. Hear us, O God. With grateful hearts, we commend all our spoken and silent prayers to you, O God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us share the peace of Christ that's in all of us this morning, and I invite you to come to rise and to share, and however you want to do that in the most safe way. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things, through your goodness. You have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love, through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. With this, let us rise and receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734. All rights reserved.